0: We are starting a brand new series today called Boundaries, 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 Boundaries. Boundaries. And uh, man, we had a fun uh, January, Psalms 1, 2, 6, right? We had a great uh, um, January, great worship night. How many of you were here for worship night? Yeah. Yeah. Worship night was powerful. was powerful. I mean, people are like, it felt like youth camp. I mean, it was like, I mean, it was powerful. People were... Uh, We know uh, signs and wonders and healings and miracles, but but, uh, just word of knowledge, prophecies. uh, Man, people left that building, this building, last Sunday night going, I know God's real. God spoke to me. I felt God. I experienced God. And how many know we can have that anywhere we're at? If we come with a full heart, full of expectancy. And uh, so, yeah, boundaries. And do me a favor, how many have your phones? Get your phones out. Feel free to take notes on your phone. Turn to Genesis chapter one. But before I go to Genesis chapter one, um, and uh, before I go to Genesis chapter one, I love where our technology has gone with our phones. I love it. I, how, many are, how many realize technology is like going full circle? Like the new Samsung has a flip phone now? Have you seen the flip phone deal? Uh, uh, how many have iPhones in this house? Okay, very sophisticated woo, too, by the way. How many got androids? Okay, really? Really? Well, we have prayer service after service up here. And uh, how many have like Blackberry? Is that gone? That's, full, that's fully gone, right? Razer? Razor? You know, I was thinking about the technology on our phones, and man, I mean, uh, technology is incredible on our phones. Our phones can uh, tell us where it's at, right? Our phones can ding, you know, uh, which doesn't help a deaf guy, by the way. Uh, I can't hear where sound's coming from. Our phones can do some incredible things, email, internet, social media, all those different things on our phones. And I was remembering way back, Pastor Lindsay and I were engaged. We were engaged. So this was 15, 16 years ago, 15, 15, 15 years ago. She's my historian, okay? And uh, about 15 years ago, and uh, I went golfing with some of my my friends uh, on a golf course on Sahara and Nellis, all right? That's where you start out. And so we're golfing on there and I carried my bag and we didn't want to do the golf cart because we wanted to be you know, physically active somewhat. And I think Terry went as well, our drummer. And, and so he and I and uh, Mike and all this, we were golfing. And uh, and I remember carrying my bag and I popped it down and I would hit the ball. And so we golfed a, a full nine as much as we could before the sun went down. And then we got in the car and I drove down to my in-laws house where Lindsey was. And I was like, what's for dinner, you know? And uh, so that great son-in-law that I was. And am and uh and uh see and uh and all of a sudden I got there and I went like any young person would I would go where's my phone it's like the equivalent of losing a child, right? Same thing. I went, "Where's my phone?" And I went, "Oh no!" So I checked my car, bastard Lindsay, and you know, she was engaged at the time. I mean, now I'd be like, "Go find it," you know? Like, and so she was like, "Oh, let me help you." And so we're looking at my car, my golf bag. I said, I'll "Put it right here." Somebody just got that, huh? I'll put it right here. And uh, uh, we just did a marriage conference. God's sending us to Washington as well to do a marriage conference. And, and so I'm like, "Where's the phone?" And can I tell you what? This was before the technology of like locate iPhone. But I didn't have an iPhone at that time. I had an Android. Yeah. I know, this is my testimony. I was blind, but now I see. Now, Android didn't have the technology either, but I, for some reason, I downloaded a third party Android app, because you could put anything on Android, you know. And so a third-party Android app that says, find my droid. And so I went on that third-party app. I was like, Thank goodness I have this third-party app. I hit it, and all of a sudden I zoomed in on the map, and it pinged my phone, and it was on the third hole just past the women's tee box on the golf course. Now, I didn't have any boundaries with my phone back then. So I said, let's go get the phone. And my fiancé said, let's do it. And so we go down to the golf course, it's locked, it's closed, there's no other cars there, the front door's locked, the gate's closed, but we're from the east side, everybody. Yeah. All right, we're from the east side. And so where's my east side people at? Yeah. Where's my North Las Vegas people at? Yeah. All right, and so we're, we're, we're canvassing, what, what we do is, and, you, and you, just, you just don't climb a fence, y'all, you got to find the weak areas in the fence and so we went down the fence we kind of canvassed it somebody knows what I'm talking about and so we canvassed the fence and we're like you know what I mean she's like am I black enough you know like wearing black clothes and like camouflage you know like and so we all of a sudden I kid you not there's a hole in the the chain link fence and so like I'm trying to climb it Pastor Lindsay goes I'm in now, I didn't grow up on the east side. She did. Big difference, okay? I've been indoctrinated, you know what I mean? And so, uh, I, I, yeah, I went in, and we went into the fence, and she was so nervous. I'm deaf, so I'm just like, let's go get the phone. And, and so we're walking up, and all of a sudden we hear barking dogs, and she's like, they're guard dogs. <laughs> right? So we get the, my phone. I find my phone. It's beeping. It's flashing on the ground, and I had to bring her with me because I couldn't hear all right? Deaf people don't hear where sounds coming from. We just hear it. So I would have been like, where is it, you know? I would have camped out there. And, yeah. and so we got the phone and we ran out and we went back to the car, we went back to the house. And I tell you that story because it all connected from one way or another. I got an iPhone. <laughs> Hold on. But for many of us, we've never been taught about boundaries. And for many of us, we're like that golf course. We either don't have boundaries because we don't know what boundaries are, or that we, 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 our boundaries are so weak that anyone can go in and anyone can go out. One of the reasons why we have boundaries is so that we can keep bad, bad from coming in and we keep what's good in our lives. And so here's what Genesis chapter 1, verse 28 says in the original design God blessed Adam and Eve. He made Adam and He made Eve. And He said, Be fruitful and multiply, fill the earth, subdue it, and have dominion over fish of the sea over the birds of the heavens, over every living thing that moves on the earth. Next time you go fishing, I have dominion over fish. Okay. Over to the earth. Go ahead, next slide. So I can't reach my clicker. And the Lord God commanded the man saying, you may surely eat of every tree of the garden, but the tree of the knowledge of good and evil you shall not eat. For in the day that you eat of it, you will surely die. I want you to see this. God put Adam and Eve in the garden. There is no sin... On this earth. It is literally heaven on earth. And and there's no sin. God still said, This is your job, this is my job. God said, This is what I want you to do, and this is what I don't want you to do. So I want you to know, boundaries was originally God's idea. Boundaries originated from God. Let's changed his life. Right? Boundaries was God's idea. And so here it is. How much more do we need boundaries in a broken and sinful world? If there was boundaries in a sinless world. Right. And I love this. In Genesis chapter 3, here's what takes place. Now the serpent, who's the devil, the enemy. In, the, in Genesis, the serpent was a snake. In Revelations, he was a dragon. Somebody's feeding the snake. Pastor <laughs> Joe, okay? Now the serpent was more crafty than any of the beasts of the field. And the Lord God had made. He said to the women, to the woman, did God actually say? Now in this context, we don't go, yeah, yeah, Eve. We look at it as this is us. Every single day, the enemy goes, did God really say that? Did God really establish that? You know, you know what? Uh, now that I'm a theologian and I've really learned some things, it's not really this boundary it has to... No, did God really say that? You shall not eat any tree in the garden. And the woman said to the serpent, we may eat the fruit of the trees of the garden. We have absolute freedom. We have dominion, fruit, and we can do all this. Next slide. And it says this, but God said, you shall not eat the fruit of the tree that's in the midst of the garden... Neither shall you touch it, lest you die. But the serpent said, you'll surely not die. For God knows that when you eat of it, your eyes will be open and you'll be like God, knowing good and evil. So what, so what actually the serpent's saying is, you're not going to die. You're actually going to be more like God. You're going to be exposed. You're going to be exposed. And, and you know what? You're, you're, gonna be more, you're actually going to be more like God, meaning you're going to have God's job which is not really our job. It is not our job to be God. He said, you be like God, knowing good and evil. What I love about boundaries is that as part of taking responsibility and ownership is knowing what is my job and what isn't my job. Knowing what my job is and what isn't my job. This statement can translate into any area of our life. What is my job and what isn't my job? Well, listen to me. You know, if you, you go to my house, and uh, in my house, you know, I'll let you in the front door, and you'll see my yard is taken care of by landscapers, you know, not me, and, and, and you'll walk into my front door, you'll see pictures, and by family, in the area, you see Pastor Lindsay's, like, amazing design that she's, like, always trying to, you know, enhance, and you know, you'll see how beautiful our house is, and clean, and, and, and you'll sit down on our table, and we'll have dinner together, and you'll see fair stuff. You'll see Packers stuff. You'll even see Raiders stuff, because we're very confusing people. (laughs) You'll see all kinds of, I mean, you'll see our likes, our personalities, you'll see our taste. But then after dinner, we'll might talk or have coffee or have dessert and hang out. But at a certain time in the evening, I will walk you to the door and I'll say, have a good night. See you later. And I'll shut the door. I'll make sure you get in your car and I'll shut the door. Because it's not where you live, it's where I live. You're not going to sleep over. You're not going to move in. It's my house. It's mine. Amen. Now, for, now if, if I'm sleeping and you break into my house, right, I will apply what Scripture says, my peace I give to you. <laughs> Understand that. I'm not even going to I'm deaf, so I just, I, I'll throw my bullets and ask questions later. <laughs> And I love this because, listen to me. If we don't have boundaries, then anything goes. If we don't have boundaries... How about this? This is a new clicker right here. This is a new clicker. If you don't have boundaries, then anything goes. Anything goes. See, boundaries define... I want you to put the next slide up for everybody to see. Boundaries define what is me, this is me, what is not me. This is me, but this isn't me. We've got to have mental, physical, emotional, and spiritual boundaries. Yeah. Put that next slide up. We have to have mental, physical, and emotional, and spiritual boundaries. And this is what we're going to be talking about for this next month in February. And I really believe with all my heart, I have such a... I feel like God wants to do something incredible in this church, something powerful. I believe that once we understand boundaries, we will see revival. I believe when we see boundaries, when we, when we, when we have a revelation of what this is, God's going to set us free. Because really, boundaries shows me where I am and where someone else begins. It is, it is simply not, Hey! I'm punishing you. I'm putting the boundary up. You cannot come near me. That's not what it is. Boundaries defines where I end and where you begin. This is me, and that is you. So I want you to know, boundaries, hey, it works. Boundaries show me where I end and where someone else begins. I love this, because as I begin to understand what boundaries are, I see it all throughout God's Word. An example, 1 John chapter 9, it says this, God is love. And whoever abides in love abides in God. God abides in him. There is no fear in love. But perfect love casts out fear. Fear has to do with punishment. And whoever fears has not been perfected in love. Amen? Amen. So check this out. I love this. Next slide. God is love. He is in fear. That's one of his boundaries. Yeah. God says, I'm not fear, I'm love. I'm not fear because love casts out fear. This is God's boundary. And I want you to understand, you cannot have me until you first have not me. That is not me. This is who I am. Boundaries is all about identity. Identity. And if we don't have healthy boundaries, we don't have healthy identity. If we don't have healthy boundaries, we don't have healthy identity. There's two things i want to talk about today. I'm going to talk about hurtful walls and healthy gates. Hurtful walls and healthy gates. Now I want you to know, healthy gates keeps the good in and the bad out. So I want you to picture your life, whatever your life is, whoever you are. A lot of us think, okay, I have a fence. And a lot of times, I'm going to get to the second part in a moment, but a lot of times we think this is just the way it is. But every, gate, every fence has a gate. It's a gate. Because here's the problem. If you don't, healthy gates keeps the good in. Come on in. What's up? Yeah. Come on, somebody. You may not enter. I think some of us need a spiritual bouncer in our lives, right? All right, let me see your ID. Where you been? Who are you with? But gates keep good in and the bad out. Good relationships. Good things. The good news. It keeps bad things out. But the problem is, if we don't have healthy gates, I want to read this next slide. If we don't have healthy gates, if we've never been exposed to what health really is, we do the opposite. We keep bad in and good out because there's no room for good to get in. See, our property lines are boundaries for community, right? They are for community, and they keep community healthy. But when you don't know what healthy looks like, you only let bad in and you keep the good out. Well, this is just the way my parents did it. This is just what I've always seen. How many know, like even if you leave home and you're like, I will never in my life do it. And then you have kids and all of a sudden you do it because that's all you're exposed to. We don't have healthy gates. I really want you to hear me out. A lot of times we see this as punishment or we see this as being selfish. But I want you to know boundaries aren't selfish. It's Being a steward of what God's given you being a steward of what God's given you. And there's so much I want to talk about this month. going could be fun. I want you to know boundaries are not an excuse to do nothing. Boundaries, I love this, boundaries are what we can do and what we can't do. But if we're too busy doing what we can't do, if you leave your boundary and you have no boundary and you're too busy doing what you can't do, then guess what? You won't have any time to do what you can actually do. What is good for you? What is helpful to you? If you have no boundaries, then I promise you, you're not going to have healthy. are not going to have a healthy life. So what does that look like? We're going to talk about boundaries, boundaries in relationships this month, boundaries in marriage. You have boundaries in marriage, boundaries in, in work, boundaries in church. But I want to give you a major boundary tip because a lot of times we think boundaries is a selfish thing to do. But I want to give you a boundary tip, all right? Put the next slide up. Here's my boundary tip. This, this works for church, pastor for your pastor, for your employer, for your husband, for your wife. Young people, listen to me. This works for your peers, those on TikTok, Instagram, in your hallways, your locker buddy, your BFF. This works for everybody. And here's the boundary tip today. It's okay to say no. it's okay. It's okay to say no. I think that's really going to change someone's life today because it's hard to say no. But when you say no, you're not punishing that person. You're, you're establishing your identity. You're establishing what you can do and what you can't do. I, have you ever heard that uh, the leadership phrase? Like if I say yes to everything, I'm actually saying no to lots of things. If I say yes to somebody in my church and say, yes, I'll meet with you on the evening, I'm actually then saying no to my family. It's such a heart, it's such a tension, it's such a boundary. And can I tell you, that's hard for me? Like, can we all just, you know, like all of us together? You know what I mean? Like, I'm literally like, move in! Everybody come into my house! Let's party! But I have to realize over 20 years of ministry, that's not healthy. It's not healthy because people will infringe on your boundaries because they're not healthy. And you can still help unhealthy people get healthy even if you have a boundary. That's good, huh? And maybe you're in this room and you're going, I'm not healthy. But we're going to help you get healthy. It's a great place to be every single Sunday. I'm going to challenge you. You might have to set some boundaries so you're here every Sunday morning. You might have to say no on Saturday night. No! So you can go to bed and go to church on Sunday morning. Hey, I see you. I I love that. During praise worship, you're like, (laughs) But here's what it is. When you say no, it lets others know that you exist apart from them and you are in control of you. And this isn't, I'm God. This is, I am submitting my life to Jesus Christ. God is in control of my life. You're not. Jesus is. Jesus is. And I love this. Matthew chapter 5, 37. This is just one example. It's another example in James. Let what you say simply be yes or no. Any more than this comes from evil. Sometimes we don't have to explain ourselves. Will you come? No. Why not? Huh? Come on. That's an unhealthy person. Trying to fringe upon your boundary of no. No. But here's what happens as a Christ father. We rethink somewhere in the church, we can't say no. And when we don't say no, we end up doing things we can do instead of doing things God has called us to do. And when we constantly say yes to everything, what really happens is you become more unhealthy than healthy because when you passively comply, you have inward resentment. You may be doing something good, but inward, man, you're you're sinning. You say, why, my, my, all these different things, and because of them and all this. And what happens is you have no boundary, and when you have no boundary, you don't know who you are. And so everything we do, we don't do it with a cheerful heart. You know the Bible scripture verse we always use, like, for God loves a cheerful giver, right? Not one who gets under reluctant, you know, uh, with their arm twisting. It's talking about money, but it's also talking about your life. God loves someone who's cheerfully giving, but we do it from a point standpoint of health. So how do I define my property lines? I put down a bunch of S's because I'm a good pastor, right? Good pastors have the same letters. So how do I define my property lines? We're gonna be talking about this all month, but I want to start. This is kind of an introductory message. But number one is skin. We mean my skin, and skin is physical. Skin is saying, you know what? Um, If you're a young person in this house, you say, you know what? I I don't show my skin to get likes and views. That's my boundary. Come on, come on. Nope. That's my boundary. Even skin is more than just skin. It's your physical. Man, if I'm in a dating relationship... And, and and some guy or some gal, and they wanna they wanna take it further than you're comfortable with. Listen to me, we don't we're not driven by our feelings, but our feelings do tell us things. We have to listen to our feelings. To understand that. But there's some skin boundaries where you say, "Hey, um, no." And I understand some guys they get real like spiritual. They're like they're like I'm dating you. I'm pointing you to uh, for marriage, and this is what. And you're like, "Oh my sweet Jesus," you know. I thought we were just going bowling. <laughs> Calm down, man. I understand God's plan for your life, but he's got to speak to me too. And so for some of us, we've never seen unhealthy boundaries. We've never seen healthy boundaries. There's some physical uh, boundaries that we set. hey, this is what I do. I mean, I always tell young people, I was a virgin when I got married, and I'm not ugly. Hope you get that later, right? you get that later, right? Hopefully. But why? Somebody just got it, huh? Come on, church. Faster, faster. But can I tell you? It's because I had a boundary. As a man, I had a boundary. And I, I've dated other people before. And guess what? They had boundaries, too. We have some skin boundaries. We have physical boundaries. Boundaries you can have uh, Physical boundaries, but even those that are related to you Second one is speech You have to have speech boundaries meaning if you have boundaries in your life, but you never communicate it You never say hey listen, this is my boundary But if you never communicate what your boundary is then shame on you We have to be able to communicate that and no is a speech boundary yes No these are boundaries. We're going to talk a little bit more about this. Space is another boundary. There are some people in your life that you've allowed them to come in when they should stay out. Understand? Now, when I say stay out, looks at this. I can still have a conversation with you. Now, we're not using this in Las Vegas. In Las Vegas, they go, hey neighbor, and they go, oh God. And I'm all like, have you heard the good news of Jesus? No, I don't do that. But you could still have that proximity. But guess what? I get to kind of control that space. Because it's my boundary. This is who I am. And there's some family members in your life that will make you come out of your boundary because they don't have any boundaries. And there's a season. Hear me out. There's a season where you have to say, love you. I just can't do that right now. I love you, but I'm doing church stuff. I'm growing. I'm, I'm, I need to increase my, my faith. I'm over here for a minute. I can't dapple into that. I can't grow into that because I don't want to grow here. I want to grow here. I want to be who God has called me to be. But then there's also scripture boundaries. You know what scripture boundaries is? It's knowing God's truth. not your truth. not my truth the truth. And I really believe if we get a hold of this, revival will break out in our church because we say, I am healthy, I have identity, and I know what it says in God's word. I don't, I don't get, I don't, come on, you can clap, right? I don't get God's word from YouTube, TikTok, uh, Instagram. I get God's word from God's word from commentaries and concordances from a, a class we're doing uh, Pastor Lindsay and I are hosting uh, small groups and, and people in the church that say this is my boundary this is what we believe and so we've got to have healthy gates and it really is going to take probably four weeks of coming to this church and hearing this message from four different perspectives for boundaries But Here's the problem is we have healthy gates, but unfortunately, we don't know what to do with our gate. Sometimes we get so extreme that we put up hurtful walls. Because the moment you have a gate or a fence and, and maybe you let somebody in, you trust it. It could be a church, pastor, leader, mentor, family member. You let them in and then they hurt you. What happens is is when they hurt you, you decide to put a wall up. And you go, you know what? This is no longer a fence. This is my life. This is how I'm not going to live. I've been hurt once before. I'm not going to get hurt again. And when we have a wall, I'm not allowing much interaction to come in. I'm not allowing much people to uh, uh, to speak into my life. Because you know what? I've been hurt. And if I've been hurt once, I'm going to get hurt again. And I hear you, there's many of us in this life. I got it pretty good there, didn't I? With this outfit, golly. (laughs) But for many of us, man, we walk around like this. We just say, hey, God is good. (laughs) All the time. It's all good. And can I tell you, I'm having fun with this, but it is so true that we've taken our gates off the fence and we made them walls. And we said, I won't serve again. I won't get involved again. I don't even know. There's people in this room today, you're sitting in your seats and you're going, man, you're lucky I'm here, Pastor. So I got a wall up in my life. Something about Avenue Church I heard was life-giving. was was a great church, and so I decided to come in today. But man, I got some walls over my heart. And when we have hurtful walls, two things happen. We have hurtful walls. We have a hard time giving. We have a hard time receiving. If, so some of us, we can give because it's not approaching us. Here's what the Bible says. Jesus said, I want you to give. Here's what the Bible says. He said, Teacher, what is the greatest commandment of all the law? And he said to him, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. I'm giving God my love. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, and soul. This is the great and first commandment. The second is like this You shall love your neighbor as yourself. You cannot love a neighbor when you got a wall up. But you could love your neighbor if you have a gate. And to say, hey, you are more than welcome to be a part of my life. But I got a few boundaries. I got a few restrictions. But walls have a hard time giving love. Walls struggle. Well, the Second Corinthians chapter six, verse eleven. I love this. This is Paul talking to the church in Corinth. He said, I, we, have spoke, "We have spoken freely to you, Corinthians. Our heart is wide open." but you are not restricted by us, but you're restricted in your own affections. So in return, widen your hearts also. Maybe a better translation would be, can you take the walls off your heart so that you can receive love? Ah. Walls have a hard time receiving love. You know my aha moment was? Kind of gap like, yeah, boundaries, and man, I need boundaries. I need boundaries when it comes to work. We're going to talk about that. Church. I need boundaries in my relationships. I need boundaries with Jesus. Man, I need to establish boundaries so I can read my word and all those t- prayer in the mornings. There are many things that, that the enemy uses to say, Are you sure you have time? Are you sure? You know what? And can I just tell you, if there's a relationship in your life and you say no to them and you're deadly afraid that they're going to disown you or they're going to punish you, that is not the right relationship to have anyways. The relationship you need to remove from your life. we will teach you how to do that. It's mafia. You can just do it through a little bit. <laughs> yes, I am the lead pastor. But here's what I love. In the garden, God said, here's Adam and Eve. I created, man, the the, the sky and and the oceans and the land, the night and day. And God said, it is good. God created boundaries. And because he created it, God has no interest in violating our boundaries. God has no interest in going, you will serve me. God has no interest in saying you will put that wall down. God has no interest in saying I know you're hurt, but suck it up, buttercup. That's not the God we serve. We serve a God who's a gentleman. We serve a God who is knocking at the door of your heart. I don't know what I did to my gate. Come on, somebody. We serve a God who has no interest in violating our boundaries. I love this. Revelation chapter 3 verse 20. Behold, I stand at the door and I knock, and if anyone hears my voice, and they open the door, I will come to him, and I will fellowship with him. I will be with you. If God's knocking, he's not, notice it didn't say, I'm opening the door. It's God saying, I'm right here. I'm not going to violate your boundary." As God knows what that will do to you. God is love. He is not fear. God is incredible. He's the God of grace and mercy. And the moment you let him in is the moment he touches your heart. So you can receive again. And so you can give again. God created boundaries. Therefore, he honors boundaries. Even yours. With every head bowed, my closed. I'm going to close out in prayer for just a second. I wonder if we were ever in a season in our life where we said, I've never felt God. I've never heard him. Never, never. I have just, I don't believe in God. And I wonder, because you never opened your heart to say, Jesus, be Lord. dirty devil. Will you stand with me please real quick? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pray over you today. I'm going to repeat myself. I wonder if you're in this room and you say, I've never felt God. Never heard him. never He's never spoken to me. I wonder if it's because you have a boundary set in your heart. And what if today you open that door? Remove that wall of your heart. Say, Jesus, be Lord of my life. But that's why scripturally we say, come into my heart. Change me from the inside out. So, Heavenly Father, I pray for every single person here today. It's just a moment, God. We're going to do an invitation. We're we're going to ask for you to come into our heart. That means walls have to come down. But God, I thank you that you're a gentle God. I thank you that the Holy Spirit is in this room today. He's not going to barge in. He knows you and exactly what you need. He knows how, you're gonna, how you need him to speak to you. Man, he knows exactly how he's going to guide you and lead you because he created you. And so Jesus, I pray today I believe there's many in this room. You've received really some transformational revelation today to say I can have boundaries. And the Holy Spirit is speaking to you today. In what areas in your life have gotten unhealthy? The need once again to be healthy. I just want to ask you today, if that's you, if you have ever head bowed, every eye closed. that's you, and you say, Pastor, I'm ready to set some healthy boundaries so I can have a healthy relationship with Jesus. If that's you, just raise a hand. Raise it up. Just raise it up. That's a lot of hands. A lot of hands. And if you allow God to take you on this spiritual journey, we're going to see God do some incredible things. Put your hand down. Do me a favor. Here's what I really feel impressed on God's heart, um, on my heart today. With every head up, and every eye open. Now, sometimes we do things privately. It ends up being a private thing. I wanna encourage you today, if you're in this room today, and you're saying, Pastor, I've had a wall in my heart, and it's gonna be hard. It's a habit of develop. I've been hurt. I've been, you know, fill in the blank. But today I wanna give God a try. I wanna pray a prayer I was going to allow God to come into my heart. The prayer we pray every single week is for it's not us knocking, but it's us opening the door. Say, Jesus, come on in. I've done the best I can. I don't know what else to do. I'm still broken. I'm still hurting. I'm still in bondage. I'm going to open my doors my heart. I'm going to allow you in. If that's you, every head up, every eye open. I challenge you, when you make a public declaration, I'm not going to embarrass you. I just want you to put a hand up. Say, that's me. That's me. Come on. Keep a hand up. That's me. That's me. That's me. That's me. Come on. It's a lot of hands, church. Can we give it up? That's amazing. Look at us. Right on time, too. So we guys pray a prayer with me. Everyone, lift your voice. Say, dear Jesus. Say thank you for dying on the cross. Say thank you for paying for what I did. So today, I've repent of my sins. I open the door of my heart. And I'm going to let you in. Because the best way to know how, I'm going to serve you. Because I now know who I am. I'm saved. I'm redeemed. I'm a child of God.